Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Women Extraordinary Stories, a podcast by Women's Heart Engaging Network. This is where you'll hear incredible stories from women of all different backgrounds and walks of life. We hope that these stories touch you and remind you that even in the most difficult seasons of life, there is still hope. So take a moment, settle in, and get ready to hear one extraordinary story. Now, I'm very excited to introduce you to our speaker for today. Shayla Visser is the National Director of Alpha Canada and the Global Senior Vice President for Alpha International. She's the executive producer of both the Alpha Youth Film Series and the Alpha Film Series, and currently holds positions on the board of the Damascus Road Foundation and on the board of Regent College, an international graduate school in Vancouver. Shayla has a heart for people coming to know Jesus and is passionate about helping the local church flourish. She's a gifted communicator who is known for her strategic leadership as well as her ability to bring people together. Sheila is recognized as one of the top 100 most influential Christian women in Canada. Sheila lives in Vancouver, BC with her husband, Ryan Visser, a Vancouver police officer, and their four-legged family member, Talon. You can reach Sheila on Twitter or Instagram at Sheila Visser. To interview Sheila, we are so pleased to have Carrie Leoganda. Carrie lives in Richmond, BC with her husband Gideon and is the mother of two grown children and grandmother of two delightful granddaughters. Carrie has a real gift in asking questions and has honed that gift in her career as a financial planner and also in her role as a mentor to many women and young people. God first gave the vision of when to Carrie more than 12 years ago and together with a team of like-minded women, she started when in 2008. Her goal in life is to live out the purpose that God has given her in different seasons. Alpha and Wen share a common ground of mobilizing volunteers to invite people to know Jesus. Shayla will share with us what it has looked like to move the Alpha ministry online, the challenges and blessings she has witnessed, as well as what the Lord has placed on her heart in this season. I think you will take a lot away from this interview. Just a reminder that we will have a live Q&A with Shayla right after. So take note of any questions you have for her and submit them to us via this phone number or in the Zoom chat. Hi, Sheila. How are you? Good, Carrie. I'm so excited to be here with Wen today. Honestly, I'm very nervous because I'm not a professional interviewer. And now I'm interviewing a professional evangelizer. So to me, it's such a privilege. It's such an honor. Well, you know, every conversation I've had during this season has felt like friend to friend. So I'm just happy. We're friends. Yes. We're going to have a great time. Don't be nervous. I'm not nervous. We're just going to have a conversation and allow others into a little bit of what we're both passionate about. Thank you so much. You know what, Shayla, as a friend, you have made a tremendous impact in my life. I wonder whether you are aware of that or not. I don't think so, Carrie, but thank you. Let I'm me really tell you touched why. by that. That was uh, many years ago, I think it was about eight, nine years ago, that you, you sent me an invitation to go to a very, very special conference. And that's your Alpha International Leadership Conference in London. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect by that time, although, you know, reaching out to my friends about Jesus Christ is always very deep down in my heart. But I'm very inspired to go because it's in London. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want to go to Who London? Want to go? Exactly. Yeah. So me and my husband, Gideon, you know, went to London. And you know what? I'm so impressed. We are both impressed 
by what we have we we saw in 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 the leadership conference. We saw so many people from different churches and different denominations, different um, different nationalities, and all have one single purpose: is to uplift Jesus and to forget about all the differences, mm -hmm. but have one goal in mind as to share the good news. That's right. So that is so encouraging to me. And I don't know why you invited me by that time. We were not that kind of close, mm -hmm. but I really want to thank you for that. Well, we love inviting people to join us in London at our conference because it gives people an opportunity to taste what we've tasted. Yes. And when I first heard about Alpha, it was 1999 when I first went to what was then known as the Alpha International Conference held at Holy Trinity Brompton, known as HTB, in central London. And I remember going there and thinking, can this be real? Can this be real that I am sitting beside a nun from Eastern Europe yes. and a Pentecostal pastor from the U.S. Right. and someone from Asia and someone yeah. from Africa, all worshiping Jesus, yes. all interested in how do we make him known in our countries yes. and in the world, and then just being so blessed when we get to know them and realize we have the similar heart. Yeah. We just have a different tradition in how we practice our Christian faith when we gather in our churches. It's amazing. And mm -hmm. I just have to uh, thank you for that. But I truly believe that that's the Holy Spirit yeah. that connected our family to go there because it was at that season that we started the year, uh, the WEM ministry. Mm -hmm. And our ministry is basically speaking, focusing on connecting women to Christ and to local churches. So by going there, it's almost like giving me a booster and that God is telling me, hey, you're at the right place at the right seasons yes. to fulfill, you know, what we call, what he wants to call us, the ladies, to do something for his kingdom. So I want to thank you for that. And it's a great honor. I, I have to say that again. It's a great honor. Well, I loved hosting you and Gideon and you so you're, much. you are welcome. And so are all the when women there, there, once we meet again, of course, and feel comfortable yeah. on airplanes and traveling. Uh, Nikki Gumbel, the pioneer behind Alpha, yes. he is just so excited about the next time we could do a conference in yeah. London because he we canceled obviously this yes, year. Know. Who knows what will happen next year? Not likely. We don't know. But he's just like, we want to gather the people of God for the yes. sake of proclaiming Jesus to the nations. Wonderful. And we do that by serving the church globally and it's so exciting. So I'm so thrilled you and Gideon could come and want to extend that invitation for the next time we Thank do you. it. Thank you so much. Now, before we talk about, uh, you know, the focus is how you can encourage us to continue what God called us to do in the mm -hmm. WEM ministry. You know, I think a lot of us would like to know more about you, something very personal or maybe something that we don't know about the sailor that we know. So yeah. here you go. Well, I'll tell, for people that don't know, I've been married for 21 years to Ryan, who's a Vancouver police officer. So you yes. can imagine the conversations at our dinner table. I'm in full-time vocational ministry. He's a police officer. I deal with lovely people like you. He deals with people who want to hurt him. He deals with people that have hurt others. Wow. So I come home and I'm filled with God and I've had prayer time at work and talked about the Bible. And Ryan comes home and he's like, people have just drained me all day long. So it's a very different kind <laughs> yes. of dynamic in our home. Uh, we haven't been able to have children. And that has been a sadness for both of us. Mm -hmm. But God keeps giving me wonderful people. And my mom is very generous and kind to me. And she says, you have more spiritual children than anyone I know. And I think that's such a lovely 
part of a mother to say you didn't have biological children, but you've got spiritual children. Oh, wow. And I love what I do. That's wonderful. I love what I do. And I'm so blessed. And, you know, we live in Vancouver and have for the last 19 years, same church in Vancouver for all those years. Wonderful. And so I just, I feel super blessed that even though I didn't get every desire of my heart, which I think is probably a good thing, mm -hmm. I got more than I could have ever anticipated. But you do have um, a child at home, the dog, right? <laughs> we do have a dog. So Ryan formerly was with the canine unit on All the right. VPD. Okay. And we have Talon, who is a very large German Shepherd. He's now retired, mm -hmm. so he lives with us. Okay. <laughs> so that's part of your life. But yes. at the same time, I know um, that you are so passionate about your ministry. And I don't know why you can be so passionate for so many years and that ever since you became the director of Canada, we, we I think, you know, every one of us have seen the exponential growth of Alpha mm. here in Canada. Uh, it, it must have a lot to do with your passion and, and your skill set and your personality. Perhaps you can share with us a little bit about that particular side of you. Well, I'll say that what keeps me going, so I joined Power to Change as my first ministry professional work uh, many years ago and worked with them for eight and a half years. So I credit Power to Change as giving me leadership wow. development, for giving me an opportunity to practice um, my skills, grow my talents, be familiar with the spiritual gifts I have, and then also encourage me to be very entrepreneurial, which I already leaned that way coming out of a business family. So my foundational learning came from the roots of power to change. Right. And, and I have remained passionate to this day. I don't know why other than to say, Jesus becomes more wonderful to me all the time. Right. And the greater Jesus is in my life, wow. the more I want people to know him. And so my personal intimacy with him, my personal connection to him, the more I get to learn from others that are really close to him, then I just think I want more of him wow. and I want the world to know. Mm. So I do think our passion for helping others know Jesus is directly linked to the joy of our own salvation wow. and the joy of knowing Jesus deeply and richly and realizing that it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian, there's a well of knowledge about who Christ is, about who the Father is, who the Holy Spirit is, what the kingdom of heaven is wow. all about. And instead of being a woman who says, well, I've been around, I've done this a while, I, I try and lean in more Wow. and push myself to learn. I take courses at Regent College. I um, learn from men and women of faith who are older than I am that just radiate with the love of Jesus. And I think that's who I want to spend time with. Wow. Because when I spend time, it's like their passion rubs off on me. Wow. And I want to read the Bible more. I want to sit at the feet of Jesus. I want to be a humble leader. And so my passion has never waned um, for, for a long period of time. It, it has waned in seasons. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you get discouraged. Wow. But overall, if I look at the last 20 plus years of my Christian mm -hmm. walk, it's been just this great love of Jesus and this true joy in my salvation that has kept me passionate. So encouraging. You reminded me, you know, I think a couple of months ago, I heard you saying that go deeper and then you can go wider. That's right. It's amazing. That's right. I think that, you know, ladies, if we want to 
be as pretty as <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what. She is not only beautiful outside, she is so beautiful inside, spiritually, emotionally, and you are really radiant, you know, I think. It's the Holy Spirit though, Carrie. It's the Holy Spirit. I, I'm telling you, I mean, I'm very grateful. The skin yeah. comes from my mom and dad, right? <laughs> I have good genes. But at the end of the day, when anyone says you radiate or there's something about yes. you, I'm just like, it's the Holy Spirit. Yes. It's If you really knew how proud I am, how um, self-centered I can be, you know, that's not the beautiful side. The beautiful side that you're experiencing is the Holy Spirit. Wonderful. So encouraging to for us to keep walking. Absolutely. With the Lord. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I am. Um, do you know why you are here with us? Yes, I want to. I want to encourage when women. That's I love right. seeing women on fire, passionate, engaged in kingdom work in their communities. Yeah. This is this is hugely important at this season. I really feel that WEN has a lot of things in common with your ministry because, basically speaking, WEN is a group of ladies from different churches and has a heart to connect our friends, um, girlfriends to uh, Christ and to local churches. Yes. And so our focus is uh, is very simple, is to build unity so that we can, you know, hopefully can connect more women and to magnify the glory of Jesus. However, I, I think that, you know, many of us probably feel a little bit isolated at this particular season uh, because of the COVID-19. Mm -hmm. And it might, we might, some of us, or maybe a lot of us probably feel that, oh, how, how even though I want to reach out to my, my, my friends or my sisters or my, my, my in-laws or whatever, but, but how can I do that while we are not being able to reach out, to meet with them, to, to, to have lunch with them or so ever? Saying that, I know that you guys have developed a tremendous process in this particular season. Mm -hmm. And you, Alpha has been reaching out to so many more people. The growth is again and other exponential growth. I really, really think it's very important for you to share that particular secret to well, all of us. Well, here's the interesting thing. And this is what I love about WEN too, because the women that are part of WEN, when I've been involved with you at different seasons, are very globally minded and globally representative. You know, some were born in Canada, some were yes, born in other places, right. some are immigrants, uh, some are have just moved here recently. You guys are so welcoming to so many different people. And here's what's been interesting in this season. I have seen remarkable global evangelization and uber local. By being uber local, I mean neighborhood, right? Yes. Everybody's at home, you see each other more, in my neighborhood, people don't know each other very well, but now we recognize each other, we say hello, we talk to each other, because you're all at home. No one's traveling, no one's yes. commuting to work, etc. So it's become very local, while at the same time, very global. So the global part is that many people realize that they have friends and family around the world. Most people today have lived in three different cities and sometimes even three different countries. Right. It's where they were born and raised, where they were educated, yes. and then where they're employed. And that might be where they're employed or their spouse is employed and their family needs to be. And so they're not necessarily close to all of their family. And they may have lived in a few yes. different places. And so they have friends everywhere. And so what we've noticed with Alpha is that People that are running Alpha are not just running Alpha for their neighbors. They're running Alpha for their friends yes. that they may have known for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. 
who live in New York, who live in Hong Kong, who live in LA, who live in London, and they're suddenly running alpha with their circle of friends. They may not all know each other, but they live in different time zones because now evangelization isn't just about being local, it's about being global. True. So there's both happening. During the season, I tell people on March 13th, when things really shut down pretty hard mm -hmm. in Canada, on March 13th, we didn't have anything about Alpha Online. There was a few churches that had tried right. it in the US, but there's nothing, globally, nothing. We'd never done it. Nikki Gumbel was very against it because we believe in having a meal together. You know, all of the, the hospitality, the togetherness, the around a table is so much the heart of Alpha. Right. And all of a sudden to ditch that, Nikki was like, that's not good. But now when we have no choice, yes. We had to change. So March 13th, nothing about Alpha Online. By March 20th in Canada, we did our first how to run Alpha Online training. It was like the blind leading the blind. I we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> and between March 30th and, and now, which is towards the end of summer when we're talking, we have had 1,400 Alphas run online. Wow, 1,400. 1,400. My goodness. We don't even know how that happened. I, if you would have asked me, even March 20th, do I think very many will run? I would have thought, no, the churches are in such struggle. Because if you were a church that didn't already have an online wow. service, that was your primary work. Right. And then also, if you were a church that wasn't led by an entrepreneurial leader, yep. it was really hard. Mm -hmm. And the vast majority of churches didn't have online services and didn't have entrepreneurial leaders that were like, quick, pivot. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that the church in Canada and the Christians in Canada said, we've got to do this, people are asking really big questions about the meaning of life. Absolutely. Let's meet that need. And so I think, you know, this is a very rough estimate, but wow. 15, 18,000 people in Canada have taken Alpha during Amazing. COVID. Wow. Praise God. Like, it's just, we didn't expect it. You know, in the Chinese, there's an idiom called danger opportunities. It's obviously, in this situation, it's Alpha turned the danger of COVID-19 into an opportunity to reach out. It's yeah. amazing. Well, we're very fortunate to be led by Nikki Gumbel, who's such a visionary. Yes. Because he always sees opportunity. He just, he just is so passionate about people coming to know Jesus that he pivoted really quickly and helped us all see the opportunity and we went for it. Wow. And God's been in it. I mean, we think our best days are ahead of us because of Alpha Online. Wonderful. And also that um, you, you are a very good follower and yep. that's why you're a great leader. You well, follow the vision follow. of Nikki Gumbo and then you implement it. Wow, that is amazing. So how I know that your team also has developed the uh, the the youth yes. alpha, right? Yes. And uh, you know, you are a lot younger than I, but still, I was wondering, how do you mobilize the millennial or the younger generations? How do you groom them and inspire them to 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 reach out as well? And uh, I I think yeah. that was a tremendous that had been a tremendous success. And actually, our church is comprised of a lot of young people. Yeah. And we are also going to do. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Well, let me just say that there is a truth in leadership, and more importantly, a truth in Christian leadership mm -hmm. that I think we all need to embrace. Yes. And that is love. Mm. Do you love the younger generation? Wow. Do you love millennials? Do you love Gen Z yes. who's coming up and now in the workforce already? Wow. And if you don't, that's where you start. 
if you're thinking, how do I work with these young people? They listen to different music. They approach theology and the Bible differently than I do. They approach work differently than I do. I say, start with love. Wonderful. And the more you love them, wow. the more they respond and the more you learn to love, to lead them. I have goosebumps now. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, when Jesus said to love your neighbor as yourself, think of these young people, whether they live in your home, they're your children's friends, they're your staff that you work with. If you love them, what you start to do is wow. you start to see the God gifts in them. Oh, yes. And then you call them out. Wow. And every young person is looking for a seasoned leader, yes. a seasoned mentor uh -huh. who sees something good in them and calls yeah. it out. And accept them and embrace oh, them. Oh, yeah. Well, that's love, right? Exactly. And so whenever we get a new staff member, I just feel such love. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't always that way. I just yes. want to be honest that I'm not a love machine. You look just, like a love machine. <laughs> I am not a love machine. When I first started as the National Director of Alpha Canada in 2010, I said to the Lord, I do not love the staff that I'm inheriting, and I cannot lead them if I do not love them, so you have wow. to change my heart. Amazing and prayer. I think that changed everything for me, because now, even when we have to let staff go, because we live in yes. a, the reality, not everybody's perfect for that oh, season yeah. of ministry, but even when people get let go or when people resign and move on, yes. I feel such great love for them and excitement for their next calling. Wow. We always consider anyone leaving us that we want to have known we've given them something that can launch them to their next kingdom opportunity. Amen. And so I, I say it begins with love and then it is followed up by calling out, spotting what you see in them that is a God gift or talent or skill, mm -hmm. and then teaching them how to use it. Amazing. And then as we do that, we see them soar. And so I tell I tell leaders all the time that ask me, how do you work with so many young people? I'm like, how could I not? Yes. They are so gifted. They're so entrepreneurial. They see opportunities that I don't see, and they know how to reach their friends. Wonderful. So I want to learn from them. So love them and learn from them, call out their gifts and skills, and just go for it. So ladies, if your church want to have a speaker to mobilize and to inspire the young people, you know whom to invite, <laughs> right? Shayla! <laughs> I've learned from doing it in lots of wrong ways, Gary. So the reason I have wisdom to share is because the wonderful staff that have been with Alpha Canada, especially in those early years for this whole time, they've taught me how to be a better leader to lead them well. Yes, that is the reality. Wonderful. So much to learn from you, Shayla. Oh, thanks, Gary. Now, I'm sure that uh, there must be challenges in your career, in your ministry, in your life, in your family. Can we go dig deeper a little bit? What do you think is your biggest challenge in doing what God called you to do? It's the fact that usually when God calls me to do it, I don't want to do it. Honestly. Mm -hmm. I, whenever someone says to me, I think God's asked me to do this, but... But I don't feel like I want to do it. Or, you know, there's an emotion mm -hmm. tied to it. And I said, emotions can help or hurt. Yes. But know concretely through your community, through your church, through your study of the word, through your personal relationship with Jesus, what is he asking of you? Every time he's asked me to do something, I have not wanted to do it. Oh. Which is very unusual because most people would say, oh, God called me. I yeah. wanted to do it. I'm so excited. And I said, didn't happen for me. Yes. Every time when God called me into vocational ministry, I came kicking and screaming. Mm -hmm. I did not want to, but I felt that if I didn't, I was being disobedient. Wow. Same thing when I applied for the National Director of Alpha Canada. I didn't want to do it, mm -hmm. but I knew God was asking me to do it. Wow. But here's the beautiful thing. 
when you say yes mm -hmm. to a call of God, whether or not your feelings are there, yes, he will use your obedience and give you the desires of your heart. Absolutely. And so every time I've come, so now I don't kick and scream. I'm more like a little bit reluctant because now I've realized that the Lord doesn't allow me to feel passionate all the time yes. as a symbol mm -hmm. or an expression of his call on my life. Right. Sometimes it's just like, no, this is being obedient. This is yeah, what obedience looks like. That's great. It, it, it reminded me that sometimes we don't do what we want to do because that's a natural tendency that we want to do something that is within our comfort zone, right? That's right. So, and if we are too busy in doing what we want to do, we leave no room for God to call us to do something that we are supposed to do. Yeah. So that's a great reminder. Yeah. That's wonderful. So I think that in, in the web ministry, you know, sometimes at times we, some of us probably would, would think, oh, I'm too tired or, you know, I'm at the wrong season, wrong time. Maybe I want to give it up. So have you ever also experienced times in, in your life that you want to give up something that God wants, you know, that God wants you to do or called you to do? Lots. <laughs> Lots, Carrie. I think that's the, you make up feel so normal now. Yeah, no, that's the way every Christian is, right? Is that you're like, Lord, I'm too tired. Or Lord, I don't have the skills. We yes. have a lot of excuses. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. here's the beautiful thing that we know from the life of Jesus and the life of Paul and the apostles yes. is it was just open-handed. Like, Father, you know, Jesus said, I only do what I see my Father doing. Yes. You know, that's submission. That's love. That's... Uh, a longing to align with your heavenly father. And when we do that, yes. then we kind of are willing to do anything. And I think God just wants people available. But I will say, Carrie, I've been in the work of evangelism now for 20 plus years. Yes. And about five years ago, mm -hmm. I had lost a lot of hope. Really? Yeah. I had lost a lot of hope. I read the scripture in Matthew 9 that says the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. And yes. I had a bit of grumbling with God. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't see a harvest that is plentiful and I see lots of workers mm -hmm. oh. in my church and in the church in Canada. Right. And I confess that to the Lord. Yes. I confess that I don't see the harvest. I was buying the narrative of Vancouver. Everybody's interested in skiing yeah. and yoga and Buddhism, <laughs> but they're not interested in Jesus and they're yeah. not interested in my faith. And how can I have these conversations? And it was a real struggle because I'm leading an evangelism ministry. Yes. And at the same time, I'm like, where's the harvest? Right. Lord, right. where's the harvest? I see lots of workers. And so I had to personally wrestle with it. I did so quietly because I felt I shouldn't confess yes. that mm -hmm. to my staff or to anyone. I confessed it to a few friends and yes. spiritual director, etc. And I worked it through. And you know what? The Lord convinced me that the harvest is plentiful because he said, I am always true to my word. Mm-hmm. The harvest is plentiful, Shayla. You don't have eyes to see them. Mm -hmm. And so I said, Lord, I will pray for the workers mm -hmm. if you will give me eyes and ears to see the harvest around me. Wow. And that prayer carry changed everything. Amen. And even to this day, I still pray, Lord, the harvest is plentiful. Show it to me. Uh, I pray, come Holy Spirit, wow. give me eyes to see and ears to hear what you're doing to, with anyone around me. And I've even said to the Lord, and some of you will understand this, and some of you are much more mature than I am, but I said, I'm even willing to be weird for you. Mm, wow. And what that meant to me, yes. and the Lord knew it, is if you want me to talk to a stranger in a grocery store, if you want me to talk to and walk across a room in an airport or right. wherever to say something from you to someone else, I will uh -huh. do it. Wow. And I have. 
is excellent. And I get all sweaty and nervous. And now you're very used to it, I guess, right? I'm getting more used yes. to it. It's a training too, It's right? still training, but yeah. I think we have to recognize that the word of God always stands true. Excellent. The harvest yes. is plentiful and it's the workers are few. Yes. So pray for the workers. So now I pray for the workers mm -hmm. and I say, give me eyes to see the harvest. Changes everything. You start to see people interested Wonderful. all over the place. You know, in the WEM ministry, we have, uh, sometimes we have a different experience, uh, different from yours a little bit, but it's very complimentary. We, 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 we do see there is a need for harvest and, and the need to harvest is plentiful, but it seems like it's very difficult to mobilize the volunteers because yes. it seems, you know, some of the volunteers are very busy in the work That's right. or in the ministry or in the church or in a family. Mm -hmm. And so, so actually, since you mentioned that and you work with a lot of the pastors who's, who's actually um, doing a lot of mobilization and work with the, and inspire the volunteers to serve in the kingdom. Can you share with us a little bit about how I really envy you that you said yeah, there are a lot of workers, but then not the, so much harvest. But how do, can we continue to, to, to you know, to uh, to keep the fire that's mm -hmm. within each of the volunteer to be aflame, so that we can continue to burn for for Jesus? Yeah. What, how do we do that? There's a number of different ways that I. So I have to think about my staff. What my primary outlet yes, of workers right. is how do I keep the staff passionate about yes. it? And I think there's two things we can do. Yep. So we happen to engage a local pastor that would come in and speak at our chapel. And he said, what would you like me to speak about? And I said, make Jesus great. The greater mm -hmm. Jesus is in the, in the eyes mm -hmm. and hearts of my staff, yes. the more they'll be passionate about helping introduce others. So whatever you can do yes. as the leaders of WEN for your volunteers, or if you are a passionate volunteer and you're thinking, how do I engage more people in this ministry and this calling? You need to think about how can we help them make Jesus greater in their lives because then you don't have to do the harder work. Mm -hmm. They're so excited. Yeah. So we uh, had a pastor come in and I just said, make Jesus greater. He did, a, he did without any problem. And I just watched as my staff think, this is the best news ever. Every time he spoke, Jesus is better than I ever thought. Wow. And then they're on fire. The second thing I'll say that we have to do is we have to remind people of what their role is in evangelism yes, and redefine it, particularly for the next generation. The younger generation mm -hmm. has come up with a lot of, I'll say, hangover from the previous generation's definition of evangelism, yes. how we do it, how we approach it, and now they feel very reluctant. Mm -hmm. And telling them they have to because the Word of God tells them is not helping. Yes. What they need to catch is a vision for it. Wow. And when you catch a vision for it, mm -hmm. then you're on fire. And the vision is caught when they understand what, what is it really. And so Daryl Johnson, who is a pastor in Vancouver, a theologian, yes. professor at mm -hmm. Regent College, he gave me the best definition I've heard of evangelism. And it comes out actually out of John 16, 15 and 16 in particular. Uh, and in John 15, it says, when the advocate comes or the comforter, he will convict the world of sin. Mm -hmm. And it was this really deep understanding that the work of the Holy Spirit is to bring people to Jesus. Yes. And so his definition of evangelism is evangelism is joining a conversation that the Holy Spirit is already having with another person. Wow, beautiful. And so what that means for you and I is 
I'm not responsible for my yes. friend or neighbor coming to know Jesus. Right. The father cares more yes. about them coming to know yeah. Jesus than you and I do. Yeah, right. It could be your child. It could yes. be your mother. It could be your neighbor. It could be your best friend. The father, the son, and the Holy Spirit care more about that person than you ever yeah. could. And the job of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Jesus. The job of the Holy Spirit is to say, look at the son. Isn't he marvelous? Wow. Isn't he everything you've ever wanted in life? So let me interrupt. Yeah. How do we know that that's the opportunity for yeah. my friend to get, to be inspired by the Holy Spirit? And how do we provide the opportunity yeah. that can match the person with the opportunity? Yes. So I would say this is how I would approach it practically with my neighbors, yes. my friends from university, etc. Is I pray every day, Holy Spirit, let me join you in what you're doing today. Wow. With whatever conversation I have, mm. with whatever neighbor I see, let me join you in whatever you're doing. Some days it's talking about the weather, it's talking about their kid, it's talking about COVID, whatever. Other that. days... There's something happening, yes. and I know it because the spirit inside of me is testifying mm -hmm. to say something. Always the role of the Holy Spirit in us is to help us glorify Jesus with our neighbors and our friends. Sounds so easy and so practical. One simple prayer in the morning. <laughs> Holy Spirit, let me join a conversation while you are there. I love it. I think this is, uh, you know, for me, this is one of the best take. Of course, you have a lot of tips for us during the whole conversation, but this is so cool, so good. It's amazing. I'm telling you, the simplest prayer and the oldest prayer in the church, Gary, is come Holy Spirit. Wow. And if we as Christians, every morning or a couple times a day, just pray, yes. come Holy Spirit. What does yes, the Holy wow. Spirit want to do? This Glorify Jesus. Have Excellent. more people meet Jesus. So you know that you've submitted in your day yes. to the work of Christ mm -hmm. in and through you. That's great. Wonderful. Now, the, the, the second last question I want uh, to ask you is about, there was recently a, a video link that you sent to us. Yes. It's about invitational. Yes. And I, I love it. And I, I would like you to, you know, talk a little bit about that invitational idea because in the web ministry our audiences are basically speaking uh, the ladies who are inviting the friends or the neighbors to come but sometimes we're so reluctant because it seems like that we are running out of friends to invite and maybe our our de desire to invite subside a little bit mm -hmm. so tell me share with me a little bit about that video and, and things about that invitation concept yeah well we put together a three-part series called life shared right with um Featuring Jay Pathak, who's from Denver, who talks about neighboring. Danielle Strickland, who's a Canadian, who's also a justice advocate, and she she talks in her session. And then we have John Tyson from New York City. And we did a three-part small group series yes. that talks about all the the ways we can become invitational. So that's available for free on our website. Wonderful. Anyone can access it. But when you just think about living an invitational life, it is a life that says, I will have margin in my life that allows me time to join the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so that means with my neighbor, if I'm rushing into my house and rushing out of my house, I have no margin to notice if God's at work right. in my neighborhood. Yes. Or if I'm rushed on a phone call, I don't have chance. An invitation really is a boldness in us yes. to invite someone to come to something or to offer prayer. So invitation looks so different depending on the relationship. With one friend, it could be, 
I'm so sorry you've had a tough day. How can I pray for you? And then a few months later, you invite them to come to a WEN event oh, or to Alpha yes. or to church. Or you invite people to join you Great. online for something. So there is a move. Joining the Holy Spirit is not a opportunity to say, well, the Holy Spirit didn't want me to say anything. I'm free. I'm out. <laughs> no. The reality is the Holy Spirit works with our personality, but he'll also challenge us us to take a step yes. and go further. Mm -hmm. I have a great story from my friend Mark in the UK. He told me this story a few years ago. And I just loved it because it was a, a great example of invitation and how we are called to be available to God. Uh -huh. And in this story, he says he was taking a train out of London with a work colleague that he had been praying for for a few years. And as they took the train up there, they had to talk about business. But Mark knew, I've been praying for this guy. I'm going to share my faith with him. And so he said, on the train ride back into London, we've got one hour. I'm going to share my faith with him. Mm -hmm. Well, as they were leaving the, the work meeting, another colleague says to them, well, I'm going to take the train with you. And honestly, his heart sunk. He <laughs> thought, well, this really kind of wrecks it. Well, I'm going to have to be bold and share with the work colleague I've been praying for. He gets on the train. He sits beside the, the man that he wanted to share with. And the woman that had joined them was sitting across from them. And the woman says to Mark, Mark, I've been wanting to spend some time with you to ask you about your faith. Wow. That's a great opening question. And all of a sudden, Mark had been praying for this man. Yeah. And then, God brought yes. this woman, not yet a Christian, yes. yeah. to ask him questions to open up the conversation for exactly. the three of them. Wow. And so I think we do have to be bold and yes. be available. Yes. But also be on the ourselves. lookout. Mm -hmm. For God's at work with this man and this woman. He's at yes. work over here and he's work here. He may not be work at work in a way you can see with this person, yeah. but take a half step over and he's he's really working here where there's an opportunity for invitation. I just think we need to be bold and invite. Excellent. That's our role. Yeah. Our role is to invite. The Holy Spirit's to role mm -hmm. is to convict them to say Jesus is the Son of God and to get them to say yes to coming to something. Wonderful. So I say, scatter the seeds, scatter the invitations, invite everyone. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we read in the gospels that the parable of the wedding feast, right? right? That they couldn't get the people to come. They were too busy. And then Jesus tells yes. in the parable, well, invite anyone. Exactly. And I think that's our job, invite mm -hmm. everyone. That reminds me of a recent sermon from my pastor talking about surrendering. Surrendering is actually preparing our hearts to see the result that we might not be expecting, and that's mm -hmm. surrendering. So it reminds me of your, you know, your, your friend's experience that you think you want to evangelize to somebody is A, but actually got brought B. Exactly. So, so basically speaking, I think that so what we need to do is to open ourselves, watch where the Holy Spirit is working, drop what we are doing, and give our time to what God is working at that particular person. It's wonderful. It's so fun. So fun. It's so fun. I know that, you know, everybody would like to continue to hear Shayla talk about, I think we, we need another an hour, two hours, however, um, we need to stop right now. Uh, why? Because we do need to have another um, question and answer question. But before we let that part go, I'll, the last question I would like to ask you is, is there anything that is so deep in your heart right now that you captured and learned in your past years that that one thing God is speaking to you in particularly that you want to encourage our when ladies mm -hmm. in the kingdom? Mm -hmm. 
I think during this season, you don't want to miss the opportunity of what God's doing. It's very easy for me, and probably you too, Carrie, to think about, particularly in March and April and May, we were all thinking this, like, is the food going to be here? You know, do I have what I need? Are my family okay? Are we safe? And I think that was understandable. But as kingdom people, we yes. need to raise our eyes above it and say, Lord, what are you doing and how can I join you? And don't let me miss this opportunity. It's really important that Christians have the ability, more than any other people, to raise our eyes and say, God is at work, let's join him. And so if I could encourage you when ladies, don't miss it. Invite your friends, love them well, but keep your eyes on Jesus, lift them above our current circumstances, and take advantage of the opportunity that God's giving us. It's, it's wonderful, and you will be amazed at what he will do through you. Thank you, Shayla. You know, you have um, delivered so much during that um, 40 minutes sharing, and you have been such an inspirational lady. And I know that uh, the best is yet to come to you Thank and to you. us as well, to our ministry. And there's so many rooms that, uh, you know, we can, you know, work together and focus only one thing, that Jesus is the cornerstone. Yes. And in the midst of so many chaos in today's world, I think, you know, eyes on Jesus is more than anything that uh, is the most important thing. That's so right. thank you, Shayla, for you coming here. I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, to working with you more mm -hmm. and to have more conversations. And I hope that next year that uh, the traveling ban is lifted because you invited me to go to London this year. Yeah. But, oh, we were looking forward to it. But, you know, for some, you know, none of us can go. So I, I'm praying that, you know, um, next year, you know, from then onwards, you know, it's lifted up and then we can yep. go into learn together. And bring the WEN ladies with you. I uh, Hey, you, but you better enroll because I think the seats are limited. So I would make sure that... Uh, as soon as we know, I'll pass okay. it along to you. Thank you so much. I Thanks, really Carrie. appreciate you. God bless you. I want you. to give you a hug, but because of the COVID season, I can't. I know, it's these virtual hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Carrie. Wow, what an incredible story. Thank you for joining us, and we truly hope that you were touched by the words you heard here today. If you have any questions or would simply like to connect with us, go to our website at www.whenetwork.ca. Also, make sure to give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at When Canada, and check out our YouTube at Women's Heart Engaging Network. Thanks again, and we'll see you in the next one.